You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I am your host, Kathy Whaley, MD, physician and life coach. Do you want to live the life you choose? A life that is by design rather than by default? Well, that path to the life you choose is uniquely yours, and it's filled with limitless potential. So join me and burn your manual. This book that defines our expectations of self, but also holds us back. Together, we will forge, innovate, and refine as we go along. You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast, episode five. Now, today, we are going to pray that this entire podcast episode successfully records. Why am I saying that? Because my Blue Yeti microphone was being a poopers and it was recording and then deleting everything that I did. Despite that, I'm really energetic and in a good mood and I can't wait to share all that I have to say today. Before I start, I do want to thank you all for listening and for writing reviews and giving me feedback. I really love hearing from you guys. And so if there is something that you're really struggling with and you'd love me to devote an episode or two to it, please don't hesitate to reach out. So last episode, I asked you a couple of questions. I asked you, who is living in your mind and whose opinions have you internalized? And I asked you if you want them there. Today, we're going to explore what those opinions that have set up shop in your mind really mean for you. So I want you to briefly brainstorm. When you were growing up, what opinions did you form about yourself? What thoughts became so ingrained that not only did others judge you, but you judged you? So I'm going to give you an example for me. I always grew up believing that I was not the creative type. Okay, and really that thought did not originate with me. That thought originated from, you know, doing something in art or other places and someone saying something that made it extremely clear that I did not have any talent in the art department. Okay. So I no longer focused on my enjoyment of the art. I just absolutely internalized the idea that I sucked at it. And if you knew me growing up, I always said I'm not the creative type. Now, what did that mean to me? It basically meant I didn't try. I didn't try to be creative. I didn't try to do things that were artistic. Why didn't I try? Because I believed their story. I believed what they told me. And their story became my story. And that story lived in my brain until I evacuated. And I did that 
fairly recently, like in the last six months probably. And in large part, I started becoming creative or artistic without really recognizing it as such. For example, in the real estate business, I created a website. I had never created a website before. But I had plenty of time while I was recovering from surgery, so I thought, well, I'll just give it a try. Went fine. Then I created another website for the coaching. And that one went fine. And finally, the point that really sort of unleashed creativity and artistic, I don't know, you can call it talent, was when I was about to return to work and I was wanting a mug for National Women Physicians Day. And when I was looking around, I really just couldn't find what I was looking for. I had this idea in my mind. It didn't exist. So I thought, well, I can build a website. I'll give this a whirl. And I created this mug that I really loved. And it was like a dam broke for me. I started creating coasters because I always hate the coasters I see in stores. I started creating breast cancer awareness mugs. I created pillows and greeting cards and wireless chargers for phones and all these cool things with really fun designs. Um, Pencil cases, makeup bags, purses. And then I found a manufacturer to make them. And people have been ordering and I have it on a Shopify store. And thus far, the proceeds are just being donated to charities. But I had no idea that I could do that. And that's when I realized that this whole idea that I wasn't the creative type and therefore my inability to actually try held me back, right? It's like I had written in my manual, I'm not the creative type. And how did it get into my manual? It got into my manual because people told me that I sucked at art. I believed it. I wrote that into my manual. Now, I'm going to ask you again, what opinions have you internalized and that you now wholeheartedly believe are true? And are they serving you or are they holding you back? Here's why I think this is so important. You know those people that when you offer them a compliment, they just cannot take the compliment, right? And it goes beyond just like trying to be humble. They are squirming and so uncomfortable at your compliment to them. They are trying to figure out how to make it go away as fast as possible, okay? Why is that? It's because there's not a shred of them internally that actually believes what you're saying. They don't think they're deserving of the compliment or that it is true. They have something in their manual that tells them it's not true and that it shouldn't be believed. But on the flip side, there are also those people who, when they hear feedback, 
they see it as criticism and it hits super hard. I mean, super hard, right? And those are the people who internally absolutely believe, like in their manual, they suck. They're deserving of being told they suck. They believe at least a little that they're a failure or that they're bad or they're some other random ass negative thing. Just fill in the blank. So this comes back to whatever someone externally says to you is just a thought, right? It's their thought, not your thought, their thought. And so that would be a circumstance, right? Betty Jo told me that she hates my hair. And that's just a thought until I decide whether I believe it's true or not. And so if I say, yeah, my hair is ugly, then Betty Jo is now living in my mind. And the next time that someone might actually try to offer me a compliment about my hair, I am not going to listen, right? Because Betty Jo already set up shop in my mind. I didn't decide what I thought about my hair. Betty Jo did, and I just decided to agree. Other people's words really have power. But I'm going to argue that I don't think they deserve to have as much power as we give them. Because if someone expresses their opinion, I don't want it to live inside my mind unless it's my opinion first. Or unless it's an opinion that I have given a lot of thought to, I've looked at it from multiple angles, I've considered what other opinions might exist, and then I decide that it's the best fit. Here's what makes this powerful. When someone says something to you, those words cannot make you feel bad unless a little tiny shred of you inside believes it's true. So when someone expresses an opinion to you or something that elicits a really negative reaction from you, before you dig into the negativity, just observe the thought, but then try to separate yourself from those words and decide for yourself. So if we return to the example of the hair, I would be sitting there saying, do I like it? When I look in the mirror, do I like this hair? And if the answer is yes, I don't need external validation about my hair. And now comes the big zinger. If you're craving external validation, if you need external validation to make you feel a certain way, then you're not validating yourself enough. One of the most poignant examples 
where this happens is always during nurses week, doctors week, any of those weeks. And it's always really amazing to see the people that get super offended by the celebration or lack thereof and the people who really need the celebration to be big. So on Doctor's Day, it is often something that is a big pain point for doctors because it's really no longer just our day. It's sort of become provider day. And historically, not much is done for doctors, at least in facilities that I've been in. Now, I'm not here to say what it should be like or anything like that. But what's interesting is that I have never cared what the celebration was or even whether it happened or whether I received any sort of acknowledgement because I can celebrate myself. I can recognize the value of what I do, how I serve my community, the lives I save, the people who have a comfortable passing when they're at the end of their lives. I don't need anyone else to tell me that I matter, that the things that I do matter and that the sacrifices I make result in me serving people in ways that matter. Now, please hear me. That doesn't mean that I don't appreciate the feedback, the thanks, nor is this a criticism for people who really care about Doctor's Day or Nurses Week and how you are celebrated. My reason for bringing this up is really to draw attention to the fact that there is a internal deficiency in your own celebration of self. Because if you were able to celebrate yourself more, it wouldn't matter so much if people outside of you celebrated you. And this is why it really matters, the questions, who's living in your mind and whose opinions have you internalized? What are you waiting for? Burn that manual and let's figure out what opinions we believe. So, step one. First, you have to recognize who is living in your brain and whose opinion you've internalized. And hopefully you did that from last time. And then you're going to have to make a choice to remove them, to prune those back. And sometimes an easy way to do this or a way to offer ourselves a framework is to essentially Think about whatever the opinion is and then change the who. So plug your best friend into it. And if you would not believe this thought about your best friend, if you would not offer your best friend that treatment, 
then probably you deserve more compassion than you're offering yourself. People are led to believe that they're too much or not enough. And while someone might offer that thought, it's up to us to decide it's true and internalize it. So here's what I've decided. I've decided that I'm just enough and that if I can allow my authentic self to be present, I am exactly the right amount for me. And that's really what matters. This is how you learn to take a compliment and to receive feedback without turning it into criticism. And I speak firsthand about this. I used to never be able to accept a compliment. It made me feel extremely uncomfortable. And I would say, thank you. But I would do whatever I could possibly do to cut off the conversation because I just didn't believe it. I didn't see the good things I'd done or the value I was bringing or really just my internal worth. Now, receiving feedback has been something I've been fairly okay at, but somewhere in adulthood, I developed this sort of hidden talent, I always tell people, which is that no one can make me feel bad about something unless I make me feel bad. And so if I receive feedback, I listen, I evaluate it. I try to be introspective and really consider if you know the way I handled something is how I would still handle it. And if I still feel that this is the best course with whatever new information I have. But I'm gonna tell you, I can make myself feel more shitty than anyone else can. So if someone comes along offering me feedback, that's all good and fine. But I'm not going to, you know, lay down and die because someone gave me this feedback. It's if I use that feedback and then observe it and examine my own thoughts about it. And when I find that I've come up short, then I absolutely beat myself up internally. And I'm working on that. That is the journey of self-compassion. That is the journey of recognizing humans aren't perfect and I'm a human, therefore I'm not perfect and that's okay. Now, I would say that if you set off from here and you decide the opinions that you currently have for yourself that are unrelated to anyone else, And then you decide that you want to grow towards something specific, specific opinions about yourself. It may feel like a very cumbersome adventure getting from point A, where you are now, to point C, where you want to be. But here's what I'm going to offer you. I don't know if you've ever read the book um, about gap and gain, 
But, you know, we tend to focus on the gap, how long it's going to take or how far we have to come before we get to point C. And what I'm going to offer is that you could focus your attention there. You could focus your thoughts on how much is left to do. Or you could focus your attention on the gains. Even if you've done one small step and you've moved the dial a smidge, that is still a gain. And you're on the path and you've moved yourself closer. And that is something to be celebrated every day. We don't have to just celebrate when we've achieved the goal. We can celebrate anytime. We can celebrate the small step. We can celebrate the effort. We can celebrate the recognition of the path we want to get on. All of those moments can be celebrated. What if we could define our value away from the results, away from the end goal? Because we have an endless supply of good jobs that live inside of us that we could offer ourselves all the time. But we spend a lot of our mental energy focusing on what we've not achieved yet or in what is lacking in us. But I would argue that's just a waste of mental energy. And that mental energy steals the joy of today. If there's a huge potential for joy every single day in the moment of now, but we spend our time focusing on the gap and not recognizing the gain, we miss it. We absolutely miss it. So back to the art. I'm gonna tell you that I do now consider myself creative. And I do believe that what I'm creating is good. And the only evidence that I need to support that is that it feeds my soul. I love doing it. I love the things that it's creating. And I created a Shopify store so that I had somewhere to save it all, so that I could look at it. And if someone wants to buy something, awesome. But someone buying something doesn't determine whether it's good. I decided that for me. That is all I have for you today, my tribe. If you can't tell, there has been an absurd amount of noise. Lawnmowers, dogs barking, digging. It's been quite an experience with this microphone today. But we got through it. And I thank you so much for listening and tolerating all of the random noises. And I will see you next time. And just remember, wherever you are, whatever's going on, I'm right here rooting for you. I'm going to root for you every week. You're not alone. 
If you like what you're hearing, please don't hesitate to send me some feedback telling me what you'd like to hear or writing a review or subscribe. Are you ready to start making progress forging the path to the life you choose? Well, visit me at freedomforphysicians.com. Here you will find free resources and guides for any healthcare professional ready to get started. As always, I'd love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out.